Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast. Welcome to the Odd and Offbeat Podcast, hosted by myself, Mr. Matthew Baker, and the ever-rushing Louis Fox. That's right. It's so hot in here, all the water is rushing from my body. <laughs> is, this, is this your garage or like an Iraqi sweat box? <laughs> it's an Indian sweat lodge, man. That's what it is. We are uh, getting rid of the bad demons, the ju- bad juju. Getting the juju. Yeah, because that's totally Indian. <laughs> juju. <laughs> the juju. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, you are here. So what part of India are you from? You, Dominica? <laughs> you're here on the farm, and we're recording here in the garage, and this is the same place we normally record, but usually it's freezing. So yes. right before we start to record, I have to turn off the space heater that we have. But uh-huh. today we are dripping sweat, and we... Uh, <laughs> It's, it's, it's like a month a month difference from the last time you were here. Yeah, I weighed myself before we started, and I'm going to weigh myself at the end of the day and see how much I've lost. You're going <laughs> to probably weigh more with like the water retention oh. maybe that you're going through. Okay. Do you see the glist? Do you see it glistening? I, do. I see it, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, welcome, man. How's it going? It's doing good. I had a, a safe trip down here, but I yelled at a kid at the gas station. Ooh, that's exciting. What'd you yell at him? <laughs> Because he pumped your gas because you're in Oregon? You're like, no. hey. So I was still in Washington, and this kid comes up to me. I'm pumping my own gas like a chump. And this kid comes up to me with his mask around his chin, like a street kid. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, you got a dollar? I'm like, no, I don't have a dollar if you don't know how to wear your mask right. Yeah. So he pulls it up over his mouth, leaving his nose hanging out. And he's like, how about now? And I'm like, You're no. like, that's not even worth 50 cents. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, you're not even wearing it right. <laughs> so then he pulls over his nose. He goes, how about now? I'm like. Now you know for next time. But there you go. And what did he say? Did he was he, like, F you. Did he key your car? <laughs> he, he stabbed me. <laughs> it feels good. It feels good to shame people, Louie. Yeah. I got to shame somebody the other day. I get, I'm going to swear I got to call someone fucking stupid Not, to ooh. their face. Ooh. Yeah, that was nice. How did that happen? We were in... Oh, because you texted me this, and then I followed up and said, what was the scenario? And you just let, let it marinate. Oh, I I was busy. <laughs> I was busy telling I was telling I was on a rampage. I was telling everybody they're fucking idiots. Uh, yeah, we were we were in a park, completely empty park, and it was like around sunset. We were with the dog. The dog was off leash, and another pe- another group of people showed up with a dog. Uh-huh. And so we packed up our stuff and we're walking. And we're like, there's nobody around. There's no way that these people could not have not seen us. Yeah. And so, you know, we're like, okay, we're going to pack up and we're like keeping our dog entertained. So she, you know, cause she's fine, but she just gets really excited and it's yeah. not for everybody. And so, you know, we're walking back to her. It's not for everybody. Well, she jumps on people, <laughs> surprises people. Right. Yeah. And so we're like three quarters of the way back. And I wave to the people. I'm like, Hey, you know, we're going. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they let their dogs off leash and start throwing the frisbee before oh. we get to the van, and our dog runs over there. Yeah, and uh, and so the woman had one dog on leash, and our dog is you know our dog is harmless. The only thing she'll do is jump up and lick your face. Yeah, and so the dog, my dog is beelining it towards them, and she's holding on to her dog on the leash, and she starts freaking out. She goes. Ah! 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 
like like I'm not like exaggerating, like freaking the fuck out. And uh, and my, that f- excites my dog more. Obviously, you want to stay calm when the dog's coming towards you. Yes. And uh, if anything, that's going to cause a dog fight because your dog on the leash is not going to know what's going on. Your other yeah. dogs are going to try and protect you. And so my dog runs over and is just like playing with the other dogs. And she's still, oh my God! Oh my God! and then they go back to their car. And then my dog tries to jump in their car. Oh, of course. And she's like, what is wrong with you? But we come here every day. We've never had a problem. I was like, well, first of all, you're fucking stupid. Ah. This is not your fucking park. And just because you come here every day doesn't mean you own the park. Yeah. Give, like, it, give it a break every now and then. Yeah. Good Lord. Man. If I came to the same park and she I'd be like, this this park is a downer. (laughs) And I was just like, you saw us leaving. Why wouldn't you let us get to our vehicle before you started engaging your dogs with excitement? And just like, you're fucking stupid. And then her son's like, don't say that. I was like, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. How old was her son? He's like 18 or whatever. (laughs) And I was like, you guys are so fucking dumb. You do not belong having dogs out on a park. Fuck you. And then they drove off. And then they left their really expensive Frisbee. And I was like, score. (laughs) You're like, I'm going to flip this on eBay. (laughs) I like how you have the knowledge to pick out an expensive Frisbee. (laughs) You're like that? That's not not your regular whammo over there. No. No, it was super expensive, man. It was like the ones that floats, like super high, uh, you know, uh, hard rubber. It was yeah, it was nice. It was super nice that they were throwing to their dog to chew on. <laughs> it, it was so nice because it doesn't get messed up when your dog chews on. Oh. That's why it's nice. Okay. So I got to you know it's I don't made f- by Kong. It's got the peanut. Yeah, butter I don't feel inside. bad at all. Like it was like we were doing our best to get our dog over, and uh, we. This lady is uh, super lame. <laughs> Just saying. But it felt good. And even today, telling the story, I'm like, I feel really good. That, yeah. you know, and I'm wondering like, what she's telling her friends. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> we, were, we were at the park, the same park we go to every, every day. day. And these two people, one looks like a homeless Jesus. <laughs> they're out of towners. <laughs> And they're they're walking back to their van, a van, a van, <laughs> probably living. And they had candy. I know it. I know. <laughs> and their dog came over and licked our dog. Their dog had three heads. <laughs> <laughs> and the van had a sticker that said, "My other dogs guarding the gate of hell." <laughs> The only thing that I hope for is that they learn that maybe they shouldn't feel entitled to just letting their dogs run run rampant at a park without checking who else is in the park. Yeah, no, that's like you got to be super courteous with your dog. Absolutely. I, I've got a tale for another podcast about uh, my incident with a dog owner. All right, nice. Well, <laughs> let's get to the regular stories, Louie. Let's do it. to some weird news. This story comes from ArsTechnica.com. That's a news source more reliable than a cooking class taught by Hannibal Lecter. Yeah, that'd be good, man. <laughs> Everything's with a nice filet face. <laughs> leg of leg. <laughs> <laughs> leg of leg. Police say they found Mafia Fugitive on YouTube posting cooking tutorials. I wonder if he was 
teaching traditional like Italian mafia food or like Olive Garden stuff. <laughs> this is how you make breadsticks with uh, <laughs> creamy Alfredo sauce. Yeah. This is how you make everything's with breadsticks. <laughs> this is how you make a Caesar salad with breadsticks. <laughs> this is how you make breadsticks. <laughs> With breadstick dipping sauce. An alleged mafia fugitive hiding from Italian police in the Dominican Republic was arrested after being spotted showing off his cooking skills in instructional videos he posted on YouTube, according to news reports. I'm curious how they found this. Like, were they searching for, like, mafia recipes? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or was it, like, just some luck that someone's, like, someone was watching this cooking tutorial Someone in Italy who needed an Italian cooking show from the Dominican Republic to learn to cook. No, I would imagine, you know, you probably shouldn't name your YouTube channel Fugitive on the Run Cooking Show. (laughs) Fun Fugitive (laughs) Fixins. Top 10 recipes by your favorite top 10 most wanted people. (laughs) Today on Mafia Menu. (laughs) We have Hitman. Uh, Mark Ferenclad Biart, an alleged member of the Negranthita criminal organization based in southern Italy, reportedly hid his face in the cooking videos but failed to hide his tattoos, leading to his identification. There's a couple things here. First of all, I like how they have a, a base. They're like, we locate our b- mafia operation in southern Italy because it's a tax shelter. <laughs> and then B, like, how unique were his tattoos? Was it like... I'm a mafia kingpin, or... I killed these seven people. Here's the faces of them on my forearm. Yeah, or are they super generic? Like, oh, no, he had the barbed wire on his upper forearm, and he had a... uh, I heart Italy tramp stamp like that was well, the guy. I love how he's smart enough to get out of the country to yeah. go to another place and live for a while. Be smart enough to cover his face. And, but he's not smart enough to cover his tattoos. Yeah, wear a long sleeve shirt. Like, a, like, get a new tattoo, dude. Get Remove the tattoos. Yeah. You know? Like, come on. Step it up. You would think someone who rose to, like, a mafia kingpin would have figured out not to leave identifying marks. Yeah, right? It's like, do you not understand witness protection, man? Like, yeah. Listen. All right, we're we're offering you full witness protection. Yeah, but can I still do like my morning TV show on YouTube? <laughs> yeah. No, you can't. What about <laughs> can I go and um, can I go pit my book on the Today Show? Yeah. Absolutely. No. Can I go appear in a, a documentary about myself? <laughs> no, you can't. No. <laughs> do you not know what witness protection means? That's the thing. Is like. Now, because of social media, the mafia is going to need, like, that guy from Pulp Fiction, the wolf, to, like, check out your YouTube video before you post it. Yeah. The man had been hiding since law enforcement ordered Biart's arrest in 2014 for criminal drug trafficking on behalf of the Sassiola clan, according to the Washington Post. The 53-year-old Biart didn't keep his recipe secret, but was always careful to hide his face on the Italian cooking tutorials, filming the YouTube videos while laying low from police on a sandy beach in the Caribbean. The Post wrote, It's not clear whether the videos are still online, but Biart and his wife appeared to have uploaded several cooking tutorials for Italian recipes to YouTube, including ones where Biart's tattoos were visible, the Post wrote. That's some good journalism from the Post. We're like, we don't know. We didn't check to see if the videos were still online. You know how hard it is to get on YouTube and track these videos down? (laughs) You know how hard it is to find 
<laughs> Lazy reporting. The arrest and YouTube aspect of the story were confirmed by Interpol, the International Criminal Police Organization, which helped in the investigation. Authorities located BR after recognizing his tattoos in a YouTube video Interpol wrote on Twitter today. That's crazy. So it wasn't like people from the, the, the general public that noticed it. There was, there was some agent who was like, it's my anniversary coming up. I'm going to cook my wife a sweet, sweet Italian. <laughs> Wait a minute. Whoa. <laughs> and they was like, now can I run off my home internet if I just solved a crime? No, I bet there is people on YouTube looking for like people in the background or, you know, I don't know. I mean, but I, how, yeah, how do you come across an Italian cooking show and be like, wait a minute, that, that tattoo looks familiar? Yeah. The BBC, The Guardian, and other news organizations also wrote about the arrest in YouTube, cooking videos attributing the information to a statement from Italian authorities. I think the Italian authorities are just trying to be hip with the kids. They're like, the alleged have you seen his cooking TikTok? <laughs> Off the chain. <laughs> he does TikTok dances, and then we saw his tattoo. I bet they're going through all the people that liked his videos, too, right? Oh, like, that's that, smart. Right? The alleged member of the crime gang In was, the comments, he's like, hey, we ate that same meat sauce after we whacked Polly Nuts. <laughs> you remember that time we killed Bobby Flay? Ah, oh, that, was, that was the best meal. <laughs> Remember that time I put I put the cattle prod up Guy Fieri's butt? <laughs> don't remember to don't forget to sprinkle in the blood of our enemies like we did that one time after we killed the cannoli gang. Yeah. <laughs> the alleged member of the crime gang was arrested in the Dominican Republic last Wednesday and has now been extradited back to Italy, the BBC wrote yesterday. Biart was wanted by police for allegedly trafficking cocaine into the Netherlands on behalf of the, the Cassiola clan slash mafia, the BBC article also said. For it for the mafia being a secret society, there's a whole lot of stuff about them out there. He was not only wanted for trafficking cocaine, but he was also wanted by Italian authorities for putting tofu on Italian pizza. Yeah, he was wanted by the Italian authorities because he owns Olive Garden stock. <laughs> they put a hit out on him because he used ragu. <laughs> He's wanted in Italy for crimes against humanity because he ate at an Italian garden. <laughs> because he went to a Red Lobster. Yeah. Before being caught, Biart led a quiet life in Boca Chica in the Dominican Republic with a local Italian expat community, considering him a foreigner, police said in a statement on Monday. The Guardian wrote, This big Italian dude totally is from, from the Dominican Republic. <laughs> He's like, my great-great-grandfather's from here. And I'm like, really? But you don't think it's believable? No. There's pale-skinned. There's dark-skinned Italians and there's pale-skinned Dominicans. Okay, so somewhere in the middle, the, <laughs> yeah. the color palette's... He was betrayed by a YouTube channel in which he showed off his Italian cooking skills, the article continued. The videos never showed his face, but the tattoos on his body gave him away, police said. I love how the police are like, he was betrayed by a YouTube channel. Like the Italian police are like, like on his side. <laughs> and, then, and then there's going to be a hit out put on the YouTube channel. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. Um, so what do you think about this, Louis? I think it's great. I love little things like that that someone catches. I just, I hope a human caught it and not some, you know, AI that was trained to look for like tattoos they put in. Oh, yeah. Jeez. I better think out my tattoos. You gotta think out your, your AI. <laughs> I gotta get my, uh, you know, if I have some similar tattoos to some wanted suspect or something. Well, here's the move is you just get like a bunch of rando fake tattoos you put on. Uh, so, like, oh, there you go. One day you'll have like, you know, whatever, and then it's not there. Yeah. So totally. all, all your videos, you just have like a Ghostbusters tattoo. Well, if I was ever wanted for a crime and t I, knowing that tattoos might be an indicator of 
identifying me, I would just cover up those tattoos with a different tattoo, right? Ah, uh, yeah. Like, why don't you just cover over those with a different tattoo? Like, Or I'd CGI a tattoo over Yeah, it. right? Yeah, he's going to go back. And so apparently I was reading up on this particular crime organization. They're famous for not talking. Ah. Right, so it's like the big thing. That's why it's been hard to infiltrate. So he was he he let up on on uh, the mafia dons linguini recipe, and that's why yeah. someone ratted him I'll out. Talk, I'll tell you anything <laughs> I want to know. Tell us your recipe for pesto ravioli. <laughs> okay, it's pesto and ravioli. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it would be funny. Like you know, the Interpol person is like, "Why?" He's just like, "I just wanted to you know make something nice for my family," and then the guy was like. All right, what you need to do is break the stock like the knees of someone who owes you money. <laughs> Slice the carrots up like you're cutting off the fingers of uh, Johnny Bagbones. <laughs> I wonder, like, if if the video was like very much a mafia guy. Ayo. <laughs> yeah, but or is he just like, and then we're making the garlic? It, you know, if it's like very Martha Stewart, or yeah. well, I guess it would be weird that it was like never saw the guy's face. Yeah, I would assume right if he's talking and. And if it's coming out of the dimension, I don't know, man. It's it's is uh, this guy was dumb, honestly. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like you 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 won. You're playing with house money. Yeah. Like, what do you need to make a YouTube? Like, are you really need some money? Like, you can't earn and you know running drugs in the Dominican. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'm on the up and up now. I got my own. It's yeah, I, got, how, I, I got, got my own YouTube. channel. I'm turning my life around. I got a YouTube channel. <laughs> I got a family. I got, I got 35 subscribers. <laughs> I got a Patreon page. <laughs> People Venmo me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like it. Yep. Story part This story comes from independent.co.uk. That's a news source more reliable than using a safe word with a dominatrix that has dementia. Because <laughs> they forgot what <laughs> yeah. your safe word is? Yes. That's why you always write it on your forehead. <laughs> you, you always text it to them before so they can look at it. No, really, it's my safe word. <laughs> no, Check no, your phone. No, no, no. What's my phone, phone <laughs> password? <laughs> God damn it, Charlotte 6942 underscore Dominatrix. <laughs> All right, story goes, obscenity charge dropped against Priest who had threesome with Dominatrix on his altar. I like how it's dropped, like his new album. <laughs> My obscenity charge is dropping. <laughs> and uh, it, I don't know what his altar is. Yeah. <laughs> on his bed? <laughs> His altar. Isn't that that his his, uh, Comic-Con personality? (laughs) Obscenity charges against a former priest and two professional dominatrix have been dropped with authorities choosing to pursue one count of institutional vandalism instead. So I did some quick, quick lookup because I was like professional dominatrix. Like, do you have to have insurance for that? Probably. Yes. Yeah. 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 I found like Parklawn Insurance offers (laughs) specifically dominatrix. And it's a a super corporate website. It's like, don't forget to register your car as well because you could get an accident on the way there. And that's a work trip, not a personal trip. We insure lawnmowers and dominatrix. (laughs) You ever have a guy fight so hard that he bit through your ball gag? Who's going to pay for that? (laughs) 
The three were accused of performing sex acts on the altar of a Catholic church in Pearl River, Louisiana, in late September 2020. Oh, late September. That's when the crawfish start coming out. That's when the uh, they finally get the smell, smell of Mardi Gras pee out of Louisiana. <laughs> I thought a threesome in a Catholic church was just like the Holy Trinity, right? Maybe <laughs> it happens just, all the time. <laughs> maybe this is just like, uh, you know, a textual interpretation of the Bible. No, we were just taking sacrament. <laughs> I'm just eating the body of Christ. Yeah, have you never read the porn Bible? I mean, that's the, I mean, that's what it says. Yeah, this is that's what it, that's what it says in Big Johnson four thirteen. Yeah. According to Long Don Silver two twelve. <laughs> Travis John Clark thirty seven, then pastor of St Peter and Paul Catholic Church. Mindy Lynn Dixon forty one of Kent Washington, yeah. they represent, and Melissa Kamen Chang twenty eight of Alpharetta Georgia were charged with the felony. So these people came from all over the United States in the time of COVID, to have this threesome on an altar. I'll be honest with you. I've never been more proud of Kent Washington than I am today. <laughs> I think this sex act is a super spreader event. <laughs> the three are accused of knowingly vandalizing, defacing, or otherwise damaging property and causing damage valued at over five hundred and under $50,000, according to a news release from the district attorney's office. I'm curious what actual damage they did to it. Well, you there's know, emotional you know, damage. You know what sort of damage a sex acts do, right? There's ass stains. There's <laughs> other stains. So it's pretty much like every hotel I've ever <laughs> exactly. stayed in. Exactly. On the night of 29th of September, 2020, a passerby said they noticed lights on in the church and saw Mr. Clark having sex on the altar with two corset-clad women in high heels. The witness handed a recording of what they saw to the police. That is the ultimate narc. Come on. Yeah, that's a little weird. Like you wait, so you you saw lights on, you went up to the window and you filmed it, then you went to the police or was it like you, I was filming it, they didn't pay me for my my work and so yeah. here you go. <laughs> well, and that very well may be sort of a scenario too because who's like walking down if I walked down the street and I saw the lights on in a church, I wouldn't look twice. Yeah. I would be like, oh. Yeah, it must be a small town or something. The altar was allegedly lit up with stage lights. Sex toys were found at the scene, and a phone mounted on a tripod appeared to be recording the encounter. All the items were removed as evidence. So they were making a movie then. Yeah. So these were actual professional dominate. The only amateur was the pastor. Yeah, right? Well, it sounds like they would have had access to the church, right? I mean, you don't just go in, set up stage lights and all this and like, you know. It wasn't the lights on. It was the studio van out front and the the filming disclaimer that was taped (laughs) to the wall. Police booked the three on obscenity charge, which under a Louisiana law is defined as having sex in any place open to the public view. Such a charge can lead up to three years in jail. I don't know, like, I don't agree with that charge because the person wasn't walking by. The person saw lights on, you know, went up to the window, wiped off the whatever on the window. The steam. The steam. <laughs> put their beard in and then put the, I think the person should be charged as a peep and tom. Yeah, that's actually kind of a valid point. Attorney Bradley Phillips, who represents Miss Dixon and Miss Chang, said on Friday that the district attorney had rightfully chosen to not pursue obscenity charges against his client. He had previously argued that their conduct was private and legal because it did not take place in public. Exactly. It did it. Exactly. It's inside. Like, if I, you know, like, if you, if someone has sex in their living room and... And you tromp through the bushes to look through the window. And then, like, a UPS guy comes up and looks through the window and sees it happening... It's not – you're not having sex in public. It's yeah. It's not, not your fault that that person saw it, decided to look through, you know, 
your privacy screen. You're right. It is a little bit more peeping Tom-ish. Yes. Instead, after waiting nearly six months, the state has decided to move forward with a lesser charge of institutionalized vandalism. It is clear the state went out of its way to contort the facts of this case in order to fit their own narrative, Mr. Phillips said in a statement. How come there isn't a breaking and entering charge? Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I think that they had access to the church. I mean, this guy was a priest at maybe at a different church. Yes. And he clearly had access. Yeah, because there isn't a breaking and entering charge. Yeah. Right? So it says, once again, they have overstepped their bounds as this nothing more than a thinly veiled attempt to regulate the morality of private individuals. Just because you don't like something doesn't make it criminal, he added. My clients look forward to their day in court as we continue to fight this baseless allegation. I think... I would countersue the person that narked me. Totally. After the incident, New Orleans Archbishop Gregory Amen condemned Mr. Clark's actions as obscene and deplorable. His desecration of the altar in church was demonic. I am infuriated by his actions, said Mr. Amen. When the details became clear, we had the altar removed and burned. So they did all the destruction of the altar, yeah, right? right? <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. But what they don't say is that the next week after this news report came out, they had the highest attendance at their mass ever (laughs) everyone's taking selfies with the the burned altar (laughs) they they should use this to their benefit like world's coolest confessional Um, The incident is the latest scandal to hit the archdiocese, which is reeling from alleged child sexual abuse revelations and having had to file for bankruptcy. Yeah, no, I think this was actually a secret fundraiser for the church where they're like, we're going to record this. We'll put it up on the on the Pornhub and we'll make some some donations. Or they're just trying to throw people off the scent of the child stuff. They're like, oh, look at this crazy dominatrix (laughs) demon worshiping. (laughs) They're like, how crazy can we make this? Uh, I think it's a little crazy. I mean, obviously, it's, uh, I mean, he's saying it's demonic. Like, that is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. What do you think about this, Louis? Um, I think there's something afoot in that they didn't get charged with trespassing or breaking yeah. and entering. I also think that there is something afoot. I mean, you're right. And then also just the fact that they were there with stage lights and, you know. Yeah, there was, there, was, <laughs> there was a union job. Yeah, it's like it was posted on Craigslist four days before. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they had roll, they had like a. Craft uh, services was there outside. They had a buffet. <laughs> Uh, they had auditions the week before. Jimmy Kimmel was hosting yeah, it. It's just like, yeah, it's a little silly. And it is like that they're running these people through the ringer. I mean, whatever. And, uh, you know, good for them. And hopefully uh, they get they get off for their, <laughs> for their charges. Again. <laughs> again. Now, again, one thing they didn't mention that. is whether the police showed up during this filming or not. Like at what point? Yeah, you're right. So many questions we have, Louie. Yeah. All right. Well, I like it, and hopefully we can do an addendum to the story when uh, the more details, more details <laughs> when are we find the, when we find the video. <laughs> All right. I like it. Yep. That's it for today, folks. I want to thank you so much for listening. If you want to contribute to our Patreon, you can do so by visiting our website, onandoffbeat.com slash 
Patreon? Yep, or just hit the Patreon button, and from there, you can learn all the sweet deets on the Patreon haps. You know it. So where can the fine people see Louis Fox this week? From the 8th through the 13th, you can check me out at the San Mateo County Fair. I'm filling in for Matt. Apparently, he couldn't make it. Very funny, Louis. Very funny. If you follow this podcast, you know that Louis took that gig from me. It was mine to be had. And it was taken out from under me. Yeah, and then um, on the, let's see, the 14th, I'll be driving home. So if you want to ride in a car with me from San Mateo to, well, to Seattle, hit me up. I'm like a... Old-timey Uber. Long-distance Uber. <laughs> nice. Where can they catch you? Not a damn place, Louie. You know, I was supposed to be at the San Mateo Fair, but uh, you took the gig, and so I will be uh, filing for unemployment like I do every week at this time, and uh, it feels good. It feels good. <laughs> it feels good, see? <laughs> feels good knowing that you are off doing the thing I dream of doing, taking the money that I dream of having, and... Uh, <laughs> You know, I'm here uh, mucking horse stalls. <laughs> See, there you go. You're living your farm dream. <laughs> Not my dream. <laughs> the farm's dream. <laughs> it's, it's what it says in the farm's dream journal. I want Matt to muck the stalls. Pretty much. I feel like this is like a severe punishment for my childhood. Like, <laughs> this is karma coming <laughs> around 20 your, years later. This is your scared straight moment. <laughs> well, we want to thank you so much for listening, folks. We hope you have a weird week. We're out. Bye. Gracias por escuchar el podcast de Out Enough, Pete.